Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Sunday, December the 3rd, 2023, the first Sunday of Advent. We've made it thus far. Today's reading is from the gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. Okay. You know, it's funny, we, uh, I always talk about the positive messages versus the negative messages. This is um, a little bit of both, but yeah, usually when we start Advent, it's a little bit more on the negative side. There's John the Baptist that we're going to hear from the next two weeks, and his message was repent of your sin because the Messiah is coming, get ready for him. It's funny too about John the Baptist, I mean... Jesus didn't come as a vengeful Messiah. I'm going to get you all. So why was John the Baptist instilling fear? I think it's really more of a holy fear. Like when you're hosting a party at your house, you're going to have a very important guest. You're not afraid of that guest necessarily, but you want your house to look good. You want to be ready. You want to welcome the, the important guest who is coming. And this is the most important guest, the Son of God. So we hear this reading before we're even getting into John the Baptist, where Jesus is saying, watch. It's funny, I know some priests who there's an ongoing joke when they don't know what advice to give a person, they simply say, watch. <laughs> and it's funny because what it basically means is, like I say, I have no idea what to tell you. So this is what I'm going to say. Make it look like I, I know what I'm talking about. Watch. <clears throat> Jesus is telling us to watch. The master of the house. The master of the house is good, but he still runs the house in in right judgment, in justice. He still runs the house. And if you're not running the house properly as you should as a servant, if you're not doing your part, well then, yeah, there's things to be afraid of. But if we're doing our part, then it's a joyful reunion. Jesus wants this to be all about joy. He wants Christmas to be all about the real stuff, the real joy. But yeah, there's, there's always, it's, it's a positive and negative message kind of mixed together. Because Jesus, like any good parent, like any good person, is fearful for us losing it all. You know, a loving person warns us when we're in danger, even at the risk of sounding negative. Move out of the way. That car is about to hit you. Take your medicine or you're going to have a heart attack. Don't eat this junky food or you're going to have another heart attack, etc., it's not <laughs> unloving to do that. Rather, it's the most loving thing. <clears throat> so Jesus says to watch. I want to talk about what this word watch means. I attended a prayer group yesterday in which we were talking about how the first week of Advent has a theme of hope. 
And hope has to do with watching and waiting. Like we say in the Eucharistic prayer, we wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. There is an anticipation. And then we talked about different types of hope. Sometimes people give up on hope because they don't get the thing that they want. Well, while we asked the, we ask the Lord to provide things for us, ultimately it's a hope in Jesus. When I receive Jesus in my heart, then I will have the things that he promises, love and joy and peace within me, peace of mind, self-control, conquering sin, conquering the pain of past hurts. This is what Jesus promises us. And he's saying, I'm coming, so be watchful. This word watch, for us, I would think what it designates for us is that there are certain things more important than other things. We are very attentive to things that matter not as much. Oh, they might matter. We are attentive to raising our children. We're attentive to our jobs. We're attentive to our homes. We're attentive to having the right food on the table, having the right clothes to wear. These are things we watch for. We're also very attentive to our entertainments. Today, there's football, right? And even for myself, yeah, there's. I'm, I'm watching. I'm very attentive. I'm not just attentive to my own team. I'm looking at the stats to see how the other teams are doing, to make sure we're, we're staying ahead of them. There's a lot of watching that goes on. There's a lot of anticipation. But what Jesus is telling us is that this is more important than all those other things. And we've had a lot of readings this past week to the same sentiment providing the same sentiment. Watch for the things that matter the most. I had a dream one night when I was on retreat that I saw Padre Pio in the dream. It's the only time that happened. And I went up to him, (coughs) excuse me, a little bit of a cough. I went up to Padre Pio and I started saying all these different things to him. And he said, none of that matters. He was a little harsh with me, but I don't know. They say sometimes he could be that way if he was trying to teach a lesson to somebody. I was still so thrilled to see him because I really love the guy. And he said, none of that matters, what you're saying. There's only one thing that matters. And I forget his exact words, but I think it was to the something to the extent of, you know, prayer and being attentive to the Lord. Anyway, I woke up and I told some people about the dream I had, and they said, you know, he has a famous quote that he, Padre Pio, used to say all the time, lift up your heart and love God. I'm paraphrasing it, but it's essentially that. Lift up your heart to God, love God with all your heart, nothing else matters. In other words, prayer and love of God that go together, obviously, nothing else matters, he would say. And it's like, really, Padre Pio, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? Even when we pray to him, you know, he's praying anybody that we pray to. I mean, we pray to Jesus, but we pray through the intercession of Our Lady and the saints and the angels. They have to sift through all that. They care about all that stuff. But what they care most for, what they're praying the most for, for us, is our salvation And that we become holy because we become friends of God, because we're focused on him. This is what we must watch for at this time of the year, especially. This is the calling. This is what this season is about. People are very attentive right now to the celebration of Christmas, even though 
I mean, we've been doing it for a couple of weeks now, and Advent only started today, and it's not Christmas because now we have the Advent season, but people have already decorated. People are watching Christmas movies. Some, some people have watched dozens of Christmas movies already. People are putting up their lights outside. All the various little towns have already had their parades. Uh, even in the rain on Friday night, they had parades and they had little whatever, workshop, Santa's workshop and stores open, special times with sales of Christmas-related items. Um, There's tons of shopping that's already happened. They had their Black Friday sales and their whatever, you know, I forget what all the days are called, the Monday and the Tuesday. They all have uh, (laughs) Cyber Monday, I guess. Um, They all have little titles indicating you got to, got to get the sales. You got to do your Christmas shopping. Don't wait too long if you're going to shop via mail because uh, they're going to get back, <coughs> backed up and you won't get your, your gifts. So people are watching. But what is it we're supposed to be watching for, especially in this Advent season? We're watching for Jesus. We're shifting our priorities. This is what we're supposed to do. Shift the priorities because Jesus wants to come to you every day. He's going to come to you at the end of your life as judge. He comes in a special way at Christmas. There are special graces given for the celebration of Christmas, and we wish to be prepared to receive those graces. We wish to be prepared. We we go through this liturgical season, and we celebrate the ups and the down, the fasts and the feasts, the different days honoring saints, honoring mysteries of our Lord's life. It's, it's a... Uh, It's a pattern, it's symbolic, but it's so much more than that. It's a rhythm that we get into. We're living the life of the church in union with Almighty God. And we know that the way to holiness is to focus on the life of Christ. So what are the two most important mysteries of his life? Well, first, it's the whole Paschal mystery, everything we celebrate around Easter time, his death on the cross, his resurrection, the passion leading up to it, the events of Holy Week, the institution of the Eucharist, after the resurrection, the ascension. That's the first. Secondly is all the events happening around his birth. The incarnation of Jesus in the womb of Mary, his birth in Bethlehem, the whole story, St. Joseph, the, the, uh, the holy innocents killed by King Herod, Jesus being presented in the temple, Jesus being lost and then found in the temple by his parents. All these events surrounding his childhood, very, very important. And the more we are in union with them, we meditate on them. We wish to be part of what's going on there. Even though it happened 2000 years ago, we benefit from the graces of those events. We can be one with Jesus and it's so helpful to us. All the things that are wounded inside us, Jesus wants to get in there and heal. He comes in as a baby. He comes in as a young boy. He comes in as a worker. Whatever it is that you need, this is how Jesus can come to us and he can come and heal us. God asks us to watch. I love telling the story. I know this isn't exactly a Christmas story, but I love telling the story. When I talk about Padre Pio and how nothing else matters, you know, one thing that goes hand in hand with that is for you, nothing else matters. But for God, Every little detail of your life matters. We need to switch the way we think. See, we think God is like compartmentalized, like we put him over here and we talk to him when we're dying, but then everything else is on the other side. I got to worry about putting food on the table. I got to worry about what my kids are doing. Did they do their homework? When in reality, 
we should consider that the only thing that matters is God and putting our lives in God's hands. And then all the little details, just give them to God. So the story, and I think I've told this in a previous podcast, but I love this story. It happened to me and some friends about how I was at the Padre Pio shrine one, one night in, you know, not far from where I live, where there's been many miracles. And I was asked to say a few words about my love for Padre Pio. And I got up and started to talk and the director of the shrine interrupted me and announced that she was going to give out zucchini and wanted the zucchini to be blessed. And I said, okay, okay, okay. And then I completed my talk. Well, anyway, the zucchini was supposed to be blessed before the end of the night and given out. And she said, oh, this used to be a zucchini farm. And I, that's why I built the shrine here. And uh, Padre Pio loves zucchini. And I just thought it was ridiculous. But we, uh, I don't know, we went on just with the events of the evening and we forgot about the zucchini. At the end of the night, there were very few people there. But she started yelling, oh, we forgot to bless the zucchini and we didn't give out the zucchini. And I was saying to the friends of mine that I was with, well, let's just get out of here. Let's just go. I don't want any zucchini. I think that's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, I was with some friends and they loaded us up with zucchini. We put this big, huge crate in the trunk. I was supposed to take that. And then this woman had all this other food because it was Padre Pio's birthday. So we had pizzas and pies and more zucchini. And she loaded all this up onto, basically, I put my arms out. She loaded me up with all this stuff. And I got into the shotgun seat in this van with the big crate of zucchini in the back. And we left. And I had a good friend sitting behind me who was upset that she didn't get zucchini. But, you know, with that crate in the back, she could take some of that home. But anyway, when we got to my house... I brought in all the food that was on my lap and she got out and she helped me and we unloaded all the food into my house. And when we went back outside, the van with the zucchini in the trunk had taken off and we just went our separate ways. So we forgot to get that big crate of zucchini. Anyway, the next morning we had morning mass and then a bunch of us went to the diner and this woman was there and she turns to me in the restaurant and says, I'm mad at you. I said, why? She said, cause I didn't get any zucchini and that was all your fault. I said, well, just forget about the zucchini. I said, you know, come on. We got bigger, bigger fish to fry. She's like, no, it's Padre Pio's birthday. And I love zucchini just like he did. And I want zucchini. And I want you to pray with me that we get that Padre Pio sends some zucchini to me. And I said, no, come on. This is ridiculous. Can we just, you know, we're finished our breakfast. Let's just go. She's like, no, I want you to say this prayer. So, okay. I said, Padre Pio, please send this woman some zucchini. Okay. We got up to leave. We paid our bill. We walked out the door. I was parked on the right, but I held the door on the left as my friend was going through and some other people were going through. And out of nowhere, this red pickup truck pulls in really fast into the parking lot. And the driver gets out and looks directly at my friend and says, hey, lady, you want some zucchini? And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on here? She called this guy. This is like her cousin or something. No, she had no idea who this guy was, but he turns to her and he says, yeah, take a look at the back of my pickup there. I uh, I picked all that this morning. His pickup truck was filled with zucchini, like thousands of them. And he says, uh, yeah, I picked all that this morning. I, I, don't, I can't eat all that. Take whatever you want. You know, load up your bags with it. That's it's all good. And then he brushed past me and went into the diner. And she looked at me and said, see, <laughs> And I laughed my head off. I said, no, this is fake. This didn't really just happen. She's like, yeah, I've never met that guy before, 
But who knows? Maybe that was Padre Pio. Maybe he was sent by Padre Pio. Who knows? So this is the thing. When you're worried about having what you need for Christmas and having what you need for your life, put it in God's hands. Pray to Padre Pio. Pray to Our Lady. Pray to St. Joseph. Put it in their hands. And remember what Padre Pio would say. Even though he's providing zucchini because he loves us from heaven, the reality is only one thing matters, that we lift up our hearts to God, that we love him with all our heart, and that we watch, we stay attentive for the coming of the Savior. Have a great day. God bless.